Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I watched night one of WrestleMania 36, which was broadcast on April 4th, 2020. Um, man, I'm recording this the next morning, and uh, it, man, this, this show is so fun. I really liked like the entire thing. Um, even though there, there's, there's one match that wasn't really that great, but I still, it was, it was still fine. And it was, it was pretty quick. We got, got through it quick. So, um, I didn't even mind that, that much really. And it wasn't the main event. Um, if that had been the main event, I think a lot of people would have been way more upset about it as it tends to happen if the last match is not good and the rest of the show is great. So fortunately, like I thought, well, it, it maybe, maybe others disagree without having an audience. It's hard to tell if everybody turned on the show at some point. Uh, but I, during the whole time I was in two different chats, I was on a Facebook chat um, with, uh, with uh, blue devil friends. And then I was on a WhatsApp chat with the random internet friends and then also uh individual conversations throughout the whole night so um yeah i thought that that was like it wasn't the same as being in the audience but it was close enough to, uh and actually probably more interaction match to match to match than i would have with, with the, the two people on either side of me that we've been sitting with um well, maybe not. I think well, I I did have two tickets for WrestleMania. I might have uh, had somebody actually know sitting next to me. It's, that that would have been fun. But anyway, we in the kickoff show we had uh, Cesaro versus Gulak. Also, uh, I suggested to to my WhatsApp chat that we should we should all rate the match like every match in every segment. I was the only person that did it the whole time. But um, it was fun coming up with, uh, like every we're all doing using different emojis and all that. So I, I'm gonna give my ratings. They're not like on a particular scale. It's more the the, the fun of which emojis we chose and all that. But um, Cesaro versus Drew Gulak. Uh, before this was announced, this is on the kickoff. And before this was announced, I was thinking, oh man, I really hope that Cesaro has a match for WrestleMania weekend because I haven't, I haven't seen him in a singles match or anything in a little while. Cause we got to see Daniel Bryan versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And we also got to see, uh, Drew Gulak versus Shinsuke Nakamura last week. And luckily we got to see Cesaro versus Drew Gulak, uh, tonight, um, on this, on this episode of WrestleMania Z. Um, but we got to see a finish with, with Cesaro doing the, 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 the airplane spin, but then letting go hands free, I don't I don't know if he's done that in WWE, or if he has he hasn't done it since I started watching at WrestleMania 32 Dallas. I because uh, he returned like that next night. I don't think I, I I've seen clips of him doing it. I don't think I've seen him do it in WWE. Like from what I remember, all the clips that all the clips that I saw of him doing it were from. Um, like Shikara or or uh, Ring of Honor, etc. But um, anyway, yeah, I give this match four Swiss flags. 
we had a backstage interview where Corbin sang a very terrible song. I gave that seven crowns because it was amazing. And then um, the, the this kickoff show is hosted by Corey Graves and uh, Pete Rosenberg. And uh, Rosenberg talked about how uh, he he would watch with his dog but the dog would be on a <laughs> he would be on a, a zoom call with his dog who's in the other room <laughs> uh so i gave that joke five puppies um and his dog is named bear i think so i, I like uh that, that's a good that's a whole great dog situation um we open the show itself with America the Beautiful montage. Um, I gave it 10 musical notes for the 10 different keys that they had all edited together. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a really cool opening. But then we had the pirate opening, which started off very serious, but then got silly and then got really silly. And I, I liked it a lot. Um, I gave that four skulls and crossbones. Uh, then we had we opened the 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 actual show with a tag team match, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Asuka and Kyrie Sane. Um, there was this one brutal double stomp. I think that was from Kyrie delivered to uh, Alexa. Um, that was a great moment. And we had Nikki Cross. She like tore open her vest, and there was like this awkward silence. And then Michael Cole goes uh, to each to each their own. Like he's baffled by that. Um, but uh, Alexa hit a uh, a twisted bliss on Oscar as she was delivering the Oscar lock to Nikki Cross. Uh, that didn't finish the match. Alexa was uh, that was just breaking the pin at that point. But then she hit the twisted bliss on Kyrie, um, and that got the win so alexa bliss and nikki cross are the first two-time tag team women's tag team champions i gave this match five yachts because also like i gave it five yachts before it even started because Kyrie sane was back to being a pirate and that was fantastic like she it, her her pirate entrance gear is so great um, unfortunately, like it would have been even more great if this had happened at, at in the uh, Raymond J- James James Raymond Raymond James Stadium with the pirate ship there. But it's still really really great to see her in um in the 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 pirate gear that we we've we we've we all like so much. I think every, does anybody dislike her pirate gear? Maybe they dis maybe people dislike the idea that she's a pirate but i don't think anybody dislikes the gear itself it's cool um then we had baron corbin or sorry king corbin versus elias uh corbin demanded that uh a forfeit be called uh because he figured that elias was was dead i think but unlike musafa um elias is, is still alive and you hear that strum of the guitar, and he comes out. I give that match two two raised praise hands or two little guitars. Elias won the match, um, but Elias like cheated. But the ref was totally fine with it. Jessica uh, was was didn't seem to care because she won. I think she she just wanted Elias to win. 
then we had Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, I was hoping that Shayna would just become a bat and then, like fly around. Then we'd have we'd, it would be bat versus man. How cool would that match be? It would be the Batman match. Not the Batman match, but the Batman match. But but Shayna did, did not do any vampire stuff, and she did not turn into a bat. Um, there's some uh, uh, submission holds done using the ropes, which I thought was really cool. And as they, th- this match would have, I think it would have been a lot cooler as a no disqualification match. And so they could have, the finish could have been a submission done using the ropes to like amplify it. And that would be really cool. Like she did the, the submission, just holding what's her name? Like Liv Morgan, like murdering her off of the top ropes. They could, I think that would have been really cool. Instead, it's a, fi- a finish that we've already seen. I forgot that her matches had finished this way before. Anyway, so I liked it. I thought, I thought it was good. I was mostly worried that it was going to be like 10 minutes of Kira Fuda Clutch. Like, it has been a lot. Um, but I said when she went for it, Becky uh, continued rolling through to get Shayna's shoulders down. And that got the three count real quick. And Becky is still the champion. So I like I liked it. I give it four four bats, despite the lack of any actual bats in the, in the match. Uh, the implication of bats. Then we had Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, there the the artist collective Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro came into play a lot. Uh, Drew Gulak uh, helped neutralize them as much as he could, but ultimately, after Daniel Bryan did a big dive to the outside to 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 take them out, after they they snuck attack Drew Gulak as he was doing the yes chance, I really liked that Drew, Drew Gulak was doing like doing the yeses with the yes kicks right before that. That was really fun, but um. Yeah, uh, Sami Zayn, uh, Daniel Bryan goes up to the top and goes for a flying whatever, and Sami Zayn hits the haluva kick on him out of midair. Bam! Down. Sami Zayn gets the win uh, and is still the Intercontinental Championship. Hopefully we haven't seen the last of these two fighting each other. Um, Let's see. So uh, next up, we had a triple threat ladder match for the tag team champions, but only only uh, participant. The participants uh, there's only one participant representing each tag team. So it's very very strange, interesting situation. But it was a hell of a match. Uh, this oh this I think this is my favorite match of the night. It's so good, and there I was. I thought I was paying good attention to it. I saw like all kinds of gifts later of the, of stuff that I I didn't catch, and that was all that was ama- amazing as well. Like I I could probably watch this match back another couple of times and just see so much so much more. Uh, but man, it was John Morrison. Uh, one half of the current tag team champions, and still, okay, John Morrison. He won the match. The the ending was uh like the so cool, 
um, Jim Uso of the Usos and Kofi Kingston of uh, the New Day. Um, so they had to, uh, the winner had to get down both belts. So they were on a hanger thing. So I thought, okay, maybe it's going to be that they have to, uh, they're probably going to try to to get the entire hanger off. Um, otherwise, if they, they, they do one belt at a time, the, 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 there's a lot more chance of interference and all that. And what we ended up with is like all three of them at the top of the ladders, all of them with uh, hands on the belts, and they're like tussling over it. And I totally forgot about the, the ladders that they had even like moment um, a moment before. I was like, oh, yeah, somebody's going through that ladder. As they're doing that, that Morrison goes flying off of the ladder into the one that's that's draped across between the ladders they're standing on and the ropes. He lands on that, but he took the the belts with him, leaving the hanger in the hands of of Jimmy and Kofi and like, Oh man, they're, they're the ones who like John Morrison just got totally jacked up falling off of that, but he's the winner. And they're the ones holding the hanger, just left holding an empty hanger. That was so amazing. I gave this match nine, nine pairs of, of John Morrison sunglasses. But man, there there is a moment when Kofi swings through the ladder like it like like a, like the, like you would like on monkey bars. But if you're flying through monkey balls, monkey bars through a, a like a rope swing, like that's the only other type of situation I would think you would see this happen. Or if there's like a ledge that you grab onto above a window and then swing into a window in through an open window like that total action movie move there um and then kofi was like climbing up inside of the ladder at one point and didn't climb back down he just like climbed around to the outside after he he punched whoever was was on there that was awesome um and there's a type when uh morrison uh, uh, the ladder like fell around him and landed on the ropes behind him and he's just standing there, and then he just pokes Jimmy Uso in the eye. Uh, that was awesome. Total Buster Keaton move there. Oh man, this, this match. Go if you if you haven't watched the show, even though you know who wins the match and you know the ending of it. Like, go watch this. Just go watch this match. If there's only one match that you watched from night one, I can't say for the for night two. Uh, but I, I, I'm gonna guess that it, this this match is also like I'm I, I'm not gonna enjoy anything on night two as much as this match either. But yeah, go watch it. Uh, then we had Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. Um, uh, Seth had this amazing white, like, uh, messianic gear, like the the, the tunic that he had the like the tunic jacket so it looks so great um there's a brutal falcon arrow to, that he delivers to kevin owens on the apron that was that was really rough um i mean not rough that it was bad it, it was brutal um but kevin finally comes back with pop-up power bomb but then it gets disqualified because seth rollins attacks him with 
the ring bell. And so uh, Kevin always gets to win, but Seth is like, ha, well, can't have a WrestleMania opponent because he went by disqualification. It doesn't matter, whatever. And then uh, the, the whole time, Seth Rollins is talking trash. Uh, it was awesome. It's like constant, constant. constant. Kevin is not firing back. I felt like he was, was like, oh, this guy, we should, we should just shut up. Uh, but after that disqualification, Kevin goes off and it, 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 he calls him. He said, he says, those aren't the actions of a God. Those are the actions of a little B, the B word. That was, that was such, so awesome. Such a great moment. He challenges, let's do this. Let's get like restart the match. Dude, no disqualifications. I forget whose idea it was no disqualifications. It probably, I think it was maybe Seth's, but Kevin put that idea into his head, whatever. Anyway, uh, they restart the match, no disqualifications. He, uh, uh, Seth calls him a fat piece of crap as he's beating on him with the stairs or the chair with the bell again. But uh, Kevin, Kevin grabs the bell and uses it, uh, the, the, how the turntables have turned. And uh, he, after he knocks down Seth, he, he climbs up onto the WrestleMania site, which is hilarious that this WrestleMania sign is that it's the sign that they have hung up in the arenas. It's gigantic, but it's in this like small room and it takes up the entire side of the room. Anyway, he climbs up onto that. It's this huge flying elbow on Seth through the table, gets him back into the ring, hits him with a stunner and then pins him. Kevin Owens wins twice, twice in one night at WrestleMania back-to-back matches he's he's competed in two matches in in the one night before i think um i can't remember what the the, that situation was i feel like that was that happened in in dallas when i didn't i didn't know who kevin owens was so i didn't repay because he was in their intercontinental championship match he was defending in that no maybe not maybe it wasn't that one anyway um then we have Mojo Raleigh uh, win the twenty four seven title from R Truth when they're doing some some hosting. By the way, they only appear like twice. Gronk and Mojo, they're the Gronk is the host. He 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 does like two things on this episode. So it, it, I I guess if he does at least like four things total, I mean I, that that probably counts kind of. Then again, we also had oh they were they were special represented the guys from snl last year they weren't the hosts though alexa bliss was the host and i I think she only appeared like maybe like three times throughout the night anyway so it's fine it it works then we had braun Strowman versus goldberg goldberg hits him with three spears braun kicks out hits him with a fourth spear and then he taunts to the to the crowd and everything and then he goes for the jackhammer but braun reverse he, he gets out of it and then hits Goldberg with four power slams. The last one, a running power slam, and pins Goldberg for the win. So we didn't have to see a, a struggling Goldberg jackhammer, um, or I we we saw the start of it, but we didn't have to see him like you know just totally not be able to do it. Um, I mean, he totally was not able to do it because Braun got out of it, but we didn't see like we didn't see like a, an actual attempt at it. Um, so I thought, I thought it was fine. Braun Strowman champion. What, where does it go from here? We'll find out. But, um, I think this is a lot more flexible Has a lot more flexible directions to go to have, uh, 
a full-time person with a championship going out of coming out of this like for looking at it from the business side or whatever it is but i it was fine it, the match wasn't wasn't great or anything but i gave it what did i give it oh the i gave uh five bells to seth versus kevin i did not give any rating to that mojo and gronk and our truth segment but if i did i'd give it two neckties i don't know why a necktie where are they, are they wearing neckties i don't i don't remember but Braun versus goldberg i give like i don't know I gave it like two, two, two jackhammers. Oh, I did rate it, but I didn't rate it down. Um, I forget what it was. But um, then we have the main event, which is amazing. The Boneyard match, Undertaker versus AJ. If we have an enter, this hearse shows up, and then the the coffin is is uh, slid out of the back of it, and out pops AJ Styles, making fun of the, the Undertaker. It's really funny, and then. Uh, Undertaker arrives, American badass Undertaker, but he's actually just Mark. He's he's he wants to teach Alan uh Alan uh what's his last name? Alan Jones. Oh my gosh, how could I forget? Um he wants to teach Alan Jones les- lesson, he keeps calling him boy. He's like, Oh, you think am I an old man now, boy? We're not even done we're not even getting started yet. And the, but then the the good brothers, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows show up, and they have a whole bunch of thugs that, like, I, I guess they evaporate with one hit. Each of them, they that, that, that those are total non-factor. But it was a cool moment to see the, the, these walls drop down, and then all these thugs dressed in garbed in black come out. Um, but they're yeah, I think they were they're 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 mere shades they were mere shadows that were uh easily dispatched by the the phenom but um yeah he grabs a shovel is attacking these guys attacking all of them with a shovel and but then uh uh aj gets a hold of the shovel and uh he comes back he was he was neutralized for a little bit but he breaks the shovel over his over undertaker's back why am I trying to explain what happens in this show? I I'm not going to I'm not going to explain anything else that happens. In this. We had we had a big choke slam off the top of the roof. That was amazing. Um, and then we have it looked like he was going to be well. That was after it looked like Undertaker was going to be buried. So this is basically buried a live match. Um, that there's no referee, and the conclusion came when somebody was buried in a grave that AJ had 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 dug up apparently. And there's like the backhoe or whatever you call it right next to it. And he's, he was about to, to bury the undertaker but then the light comes on and the undertaker is there right behind him. And he, the, 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 the fight continues. He's re-energized. He's, he's even more powerful than he was just moments before because AJ had taken him out and he was like, he, he was, he was real beaten up. And it looked like undertakers had, had, had a chance at all, but, getting thrown into that grave like like rebirth him real quick that's that seems kind of gross but um yeah i had this big choke slam off of the roof i'm still like describing way too much about the, the match but and it's all you know just it's all shot like like an action movie and i was getting real str- especially during the thugs part i was like oh this is like man he's he's steven seagal like he's he's like he's he's old he's older but he's still doing this action movie he's just like taking out these 
these thugs. Bam, bam. It's like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do this or something like that. And um, it, it, it was like his the, the delivery of his lines are like, it's just so just him. Like they're, they're not really, it wasn't really cool. He was just like saying the things. And it's like, oh, I got a whole lot of more left or something. I've got, I've got, I've got even more and more to give. Or it was like, or I got more all I got. <laughs> when it was like, oh, is that all you guys? Like, I got more all I got. Where that came from or something. It was like so dumb, but it is like the, the confidence in not, I don't. I don't even know how to describe what I'm trying to say, but I, I loved it. It was great. Um, AJ gets buried, and it's revealed that the gravestone had AJ Styles' name on it, 1975 to 2020, or whatever his 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 birthday birth year is. And um, uh, yeah, I thought, well, that's this the, the one nitpick I think. That I had, uh, well, I mean, he's like a supernatural force anyway. He could have had that transported there, teleported there, or uh, uh, like psychically engraved that tombstone during while the match is taking place. But I thought, wh- why did AJ? He should have checked the the headstone. He he went to all this trouble of digging this grave before the Undertaker arrived, and it has it has AJ's name. He sh- he should he should have checked. He would have seen, oh, that has my name on it. I should probably not dig my my own grave right there. So yeah. Uh, it, anyway, it was so it was so good. It was great. It was great, and it has me really really excited for the Firefly Funhouse match because that has even more potential for doing all kinds of crazy uh, stuff that you can't do with a live a live. Uh, broadcast match. There's gonna be oh, I I I don't even want to speculate about what's gonna happen. It's it's just I, I know it's just gonna be awesome. So there you go. That is night one of WrestleMania 36. Um, I already talked like my predictions and stuff haven't really changed. So check out the previous episode for my full predictions of the entire show. Um, to see what my thoughts on going into to night two are i i am most excited for the firefly funhouse and randy orton versus edge that match has that match is probably going to have a lot of this kind of stuff too uh just without any of the supernatural but it's going to be an all-out brawl this last man standing match it's going to be awesome um so those two matches alone are make night two oh wonderful it's gonna be great and then we have braun Strowman, not braun Strowman. uh drew mcintyre versus brock lesnar i was thinking of brock not when i said braun um that match uh i'm i'm so looking forward to that i mean if they they could just make all of us very mad and have brock lesnar win but i that, that can't happen they wouldn't how dare they how dare they even think of making that happen i'm, I'm preemptively getting mad at them for that happening anyway like like everybody pretty much does but uh man it's gonna be so i'm i'm excited it's only a couple of hours away i said i was recording this on sunday morning it's actually afternoon uh the kickoff show starts in just two and a half hours so um yeah everybody i hope everybody enjoyed the first night had at least 
a few things about it that you enjoyed. And if, if you did enjoy something like hold on to those things, like appreciate those things. And then the stuff that you didn't like, like, ah, whatever. I really like these other things. That's what I'm going to talk to people about and, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, let me know what you thought of night one. Uh, keep, keep with me here going into night two. Stay tuned for my thoughts on that. I'll be recording that probably Monday morning, depending on how I feel like right after the show. Um, so at, at some point I'll have my night two thoughts out there, uh, here on the podcast as well. Uh, so yeah, uh, let me know what you thought by tweeting me at TIW podcast, go to TIWpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen, stay safe, healthy, and happy out there in all the infinite multiverses. And I'll see you next time here on TIW podcast. Bye.